Much like the moon that orbits our dear Earth, Springfield, Missouri is made of mostly rocks. <laughs> Live to a hard drive from the deep, dark heart of Victor Lurvy Park. You're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about trying more restaurants in Springfield, Missouri than anyone else ever has. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the premise of the show. Yeah, it always has always been. Always has and I think always since will be. Episode one? We want to try more than anyone else. Dan Chilton, you're a Spring Food Mo super fan. Can you confirm that the restaurant, the, uh, well, premise. the premise, the restaurant of the show, uh-huh. uh, the restaurant of it all. Yes. We're changing language now. <laughs> We're changing what words mean. Take no. that, Noam Chomsky. <laughs> Noam. I totally follow Dan, and I agree that the restaurant of this podcast mm-hmm. is that you do have to try every single restaurant. No, no, no that's not the premise. It, it, oh, 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 wait, uh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening, so you're going to have to repeat what you Some said. Some former... 417 magazine writer might have thought that was the premise of the restaurant and we might have taken it on for over a year yeah but no that was a bit the (laughs) an extended (laughs) run we did and took uh took very seriously but no the premise of the show is we want to try more locally owned springfield restaurants than anybody else ever has okay well Mm -hmm. then why do you guys both look so haggard and tired that's what i'm confused about the sallowed skin and dark circles. <laughs> That's under a your great eyes. question. The answer to which I certainly haven't considered, didn't consider before making this proclamation. Well, wow. Huh. Part of it. Mm-hmm. And my name is Dan Howell, by the way. I'm uh-huh. not sure if my co-host. Is this Andy the first Carr time we got the himself? guest's name in before the before the hosts? Well, my name is also Dan Howell. I recently <laughs> changed my last name, so. Well, Sorry. we of course have Dan now, Chilton here. He spells his different though. He spells his with two L's. <laughs> H O W L L. Mine's yeah. Mine's just howl like a, a wolf. Wait, I meant to say three L's. I messed it up. Yeah, you, you did. Yeah. I thought that you were implying that I spelled mine with one L. Oh, I we're giving it. Too, oh, wait, too much of my I government was so information. Pleased with myself when I thought of that too. <laughs> anyway, why are we so tired, Dan? Yeah. Uh. Well, part of my tiredness is that Andy and I were just in the studio nary 11 hours ago mm. recording another show. Whoa. Nary. Nary. Whoa. If if that if that's a word now you were it is. you were guest guesting mm-hmm. on a podcast. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. You guys want to you want to tell me about that? Well, we <laughs> sure can, Dan. We're on an episode of uh, the next episode of Are You There Pod. Wow. Okay. A locally produced but nationally consumed, internationally consumed podcast mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. young adult literature. Wow. Best podcast name in the game. We re- helped them review one of the seminal works of uh, a young adult literature, uh, mm-hmm. the Alexander Payne film election, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. will come out two days before election day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's gonna. It's kind of. I don't know if you've heard of this. They lucked out on the timing. There it seems the. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's coincidental. Yeah, it's the, it's the big one. <laughs> the big one. What? Uh-huh. The big what? President versus an old vice president, and they're making them fight. Really? <laughs> is what I hear. <laughs> that is fascinating. That's what I hear. Wow. Huh. I'll have, um, to, I'll have to. I've I've been out of the loop for a while now. I've turned off uh, all my all my news feeds. Sure. Everything else outside of the podcast. Uh, I, that's where I get all my news. Oh so. well, there it's gonna be. It's gonna be gross. Mm. Well, I'll, I'll look They're forward. To, I'll look <laughs> forward to hearing more about it. 
on the following podcast after this election, <laughs> quote unquote, happens. Yeah. Man, Dan, we got an episode coming out that day. Wow. We got to do something special for that. No, I'm not Ooh. talking about what everybody already knows is coming, mm-hmm. if they pay attention to this show. Yep. We got to figure something out for next Tuesday. Maybe we skip it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, take it as an excuse to skip. It, we don't want our podcast to hinder folks from voting. That is... Because I know yeah. a lot of people put on the podcast and they kind of draw a bath, light a candle, mm-hmm. and they got to do it right when it drops. Now we and insist- if that's an hour that they could be voting... And they have to consider in the come down when the podcast exactly, is over. Exactly. I assume oh, they all high. use electric <laughs> candles right next to the bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Considering they're dumb enough to listen to this. <laughs> And I assume that our listeners, since our listeners are canonically very dumb, that they probably didn't vote early. So they, they definitely they're going to need a reminder next are Tuesday. Are these battery operated candles or a candle no, no, that no, you no, plug no. into the wall? <laughs> you plug into the wall. <laughs> There's electric candles that you that is that's true moron behavior. It's <laughs> like Scully's staff level. Oh, yeah, true. Dan Shilton's getting in on it. I had to throw one in. What's what are the candles that um. Uh, Jews light before Hanukkah. The uh, menorah, menorah, yeah, yeah electric yeah. menorahs are what people put next to their bats. <laughs> For whatever reason, what was in my head was electric yarmulkes, <laughs> and that is not the right word. And I knew it, so I didn't say it. I bet those exist though, and they're probably pretty cool. Oh yeah, so like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what if LA lights made yarmulkes? <laughs> <laughs> Were you well, LA lights? Weren't those the shoes you step uh-huh. on that light up? So would oh, you yeah, have to like absolutely. bang the back of your head against the wall to make it yeah. to make it light up? Light up. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, how's it going, Dan Chilton? Things are going well. Mm-hmm. I've been just as I said, I, I haven't been getting my news anywhere. Um, I work remotely from home, so I haven't left the house in you know eight or nine months. Well, happy uh, to uh, have you out of there. Yeah, I'm really uh, really excited. I think last time I got out of the house was the last time I was on the podcast. Wow. For for wait a second, mm. that was um pre pandemic. <laughs> that was like a wait, good wait, wait. month or so pre pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. That was January. I'm confused. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Oh, this is just because uh, you started working remotely. Remember? No, I've been working remotely for for nary 12 years Whoa. now. So long time. Uh, but no pandemic stuff. Um, as far as work related, it hasn't really affected much in my life working from home. So, um, gosh, I was going to say something. Oh, I know this is a weird story, weird tangent here, but when you did El Magway last week or El Magui, I'm Magui. Okay. El Magui. Uh, <laughs> the whole time when that started, I was thinking to myself, you know, that's not, that's not only in Springfield because you know Nicole mm-hmm. and I went to MU, so we knew it for Columbia. But the story I had was way, way, way back when the Moxie was on West uh, Walnut. I Quick was, reminder to listeners that Dan Shelton is co-founder of the Moxie with his wife Nicole, mm-hmm. uh, who's also been on the show. Yes, He's mostly known as a person who listens to our show and comes on <laughs> it now. <laughs> right. So this was another life. This was another life, and this was back in the old, old days when we had to change the uh, show times outside. Uh, so every night at the end of the night, I'd be outside and downtown things were going, you know, they were as they usually are downtown, a little, little wild. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Wild and people out wild and as the kids like to say. Uh, so I'm out there changing. Yeah, wild and cha- that's what they say. <laughs> changing the, uh, the kids showtime. are saying they're getting some now. Getting some what? <laughs> I don't know. Fun. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh my! Andy, so, Andy threw his phone so across funny the room. That his phone just dropped <laughs> to the floor. Happened a lot lately. Shattered. 
Well, at least you have good protection. Shattered. On the phone, yeah. too. So uh, I'm out there changing show times. This dude comes up to me, uh, and he said, hey, uh, have you have you eaten any good Mexican restaurants lately? And I'm, and I'm totally, I have no idea what he's getting at, but I'm like, uh, yeah. And at that time, Celito Lindo is probably my favorite Mexican restaurant mm-hmm. or the one I, I uh, attended the most. So I said, yeah, I told him about it. And he starts asking me all these really pointed questions about Mexican restaurants. Like, do you, I think they're oversaturated in Springfield? And I have no idea why. I could have been just some some dude who worked at the Moxie who was just changing showtimes. <laughs> why he yeah. thought I'd have I'd have any inside track uh, on Mexican restaurant. Anyways, we get to talking. He ends up being the guy who owns El, El Magui in Colombia. Oh. And he was coming down just feeling out the, the market for Springfield before they came. So... Uh, that is so. It's sa- your fault. It is my fault. But immediately <laughs> after that, five minutes later, uh, as I was finishing up, a girl walked by and with and an itty bitty waist. No, but she flashed <laughs> me. She flashed me out of the blue. Just pulled her shirt up and said, "How does that make your night?" Or something like that. <laughs> is that so, that's true. Yes, is that one hundred percent true. One hundred percent true. So I just want wanted to say so all that to fault. say all that say it's her fault, <laughs> and that was just to get that story in. So, cool. That's a good story. Yeah. She flashed the El Maguey guy, and then he's like, ooh, dang, I got to get back here. <laughs> it was yeah. girls are crazy. It was the most action-packed night I'd ever had changing the showtimes at the old Moxie. What movies? You remember the movies? Oh, gosh. I don't even remember the year. It would have been before 2008, so it would have been 06, 07, something like that. Brick. Brick. Watching you Brick. Think? Yeah. yeah. That was a seminal I've said that word one too many times already. <laughs> uh, a very important movie-going experience at the Moxie for me. That was a good one. Did I? Did we end up giving you one of the posters for Brick? No, I bought that. Okay. Well, we had um, we had like five of them that they sent with each character, uh, and we ended up doing a giveaway. So I didn't know if you're one of the people who received one. Sure. Ooh, I want the tug one. <laughs> <laughs> He's referring to a character character posters from Brick. Tug is a name of the, or one of the characters in that movie. I want movie. the one that says Tug. I have a Drinking Buddies poster, which I believe is the, my it was my favorite film of the previous decade. Uh-huh. Love it very much. Also have a... I like Drinking Buddies Z. Finding Vivian Meyer, which I could just throw out now. We can continue. Let's go ahead. <laughs> okay. I had nothing to add to that because I have not seen either yeah. of those films. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Glad to have you back, Dan. I am so thrilled to Thank be back. You. I texted you just out of the blue because I've been playing a game for which you have an affinity, and I just said, yeah, you should just come on. We don't have a guest this week, so. I do, uh, or you did. I did. And I did <laughs> reply back to you. You do, we did. Dead. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did texted for a while, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, you texted me that you've been getting into Tetris. Tetris. Sp- but specifically Tetris 99, 99 on the Switch. Though right. I have been playing an emulated version of Tetris NES, but we can... We can get to that in a second. Okay. Just tell us where your Tetris career is right now. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of competitive Tetris happening in the world. What do you play moment. Tetris on? What I, is your te- what's your I play Tetris on an original NES console with the original hardware. Now I, I have have to open it up because I play so much that the little rubber contacts inside of the mm. controller break down over time. Sure. So I, I have a package of those that I replace every couple of months. But I have my Nintendo set up. I have a little uh, CRT TV that came out of an RV that I bought from some gentleman on Craigslist for like five bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you play Nintendo, uh, and this is important for you, Andy, as you continue on your career towards yeah. an NES uh, Nintendo champion, uh, you have to have a CRT TV because if you plug that into like an LCD or a flat panel, there's just an imperceptible few milliseconds of lag 
that will kill your game at the higher levels. Oh yeah. So you have to have it straight in through the RCA on a on a CRD. So I'm playing on maybe a ten inch, ten inch, sure. and I, I've got a little uh, uh, chair that I sit on and. I still play for at least, I'd say, an hour, hour and a half a day. I came to Tetris through the original Brick Game Boy. Oh. I thought that that was the original uh, console that it was on mm-hmm. for, for the longest time. I, I, I love Tetris. Now, Game Boy, Game Boy Tetris does also have a, a very large following. It's a lot harder to uh, put together tournaments around Game Boy Tetris just because, yeah. you know, you've got to... <laughs> it seems like it would be. Right. But it does have a, uh, a huge following as well, and it, it is... One of the pure versions of Tetris, the purest being the first, which is the NES Tetris, and and some people might might argue that Tengen Tetris uh, claims that as well. But that was a that was a bastard child. So mm. sorry if you have to edit that. No, it's okay. no, no, that's great. That's the classical Actual, definition. Yeah, yeah. That, the curse is also the classical definition. <laughs> that one's that, that one shouldn't be that bad. I don't think it's such good. a good word. It's great. So how have you found uh, Tetris ninety nine? Is it uh, you're playing against other people? No. Solo mode? No. I had to download the DLC. Okay. Uh, you had to pay $10 to mm-hmm. be able to play solo mode. 150 line. Um, <laughs> and for you us, pay $10 us, for this thing that's been around for 35 <laughs> years a, now. There's, there's, there are very, like, major variations sure. in the Tetris 99 version. I mean, notably, the, the graphics work on, the, on my TV. I mm-hmm. hooked my SNES up uh, during my you know, recovery period earlier this year. And it just looks so terrible uh, mm-hmm. whenever you plug it in through the RCA into the HDTV. <laughs> yeah, uh, just just awful. Yep. But anyway, uh, I've I've alluded to it, and we're n- I'm not not quite ready to talk about it yet. But I've been ha- have a lot going on right now, and um, I was just like trying to find some way to relax. And early this year, I got back into playing video games and. We talked about Animal Crossing way too much there for two oh, or yeah. three months. Like I'm sure I would go back and listen to that now and find it uh, just. Horrible, mm-hmm. uh, just <laughs> no, terrible to listen to. It probably was at the time. Sorry for that, <laughs> listeners. Anyway, I wanted to find a game that I could play that did not, that wasn't um, like project oriented. That I could just do a do it in short bursts. Mm-hmm. And I loved playing Tetris as a kid. I also was really into playing this game called Columns, which is a mm. color like based uh, line clearing game. I played primarily in like Windows three point one PC. I think my dad. I, I think it was that. on Sega, and then oh. I, I do, but I do feel like it like came with a lot of Windows PCs yeah. too. But my idea was like, okay, uh, I, I need I need something just relaxing that I can like chill out and listen to a podcast and just like pass as much time as I need to pass. Because oh, some yeah. nights it's going to be like ten minutes, some nights it's going to be like an hour, you know. And so I was like, oh, I'll start playing Tetris. And so I Tetris ninety nine comes with a game or uh, comes with a Switch. I don't know if you know this, comes free. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, you said your son. He. We downloaded it. Though. Okay. Yeah. So when we got the switch, it must have been. It was before ninety nine came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. Um, but I didn't know what DLC meant for us non gamers. <laughs> right. What's DLC? Downloadable content. Oh. Okay. You have to pay extra. All right. For gotcha. It. So whenever I got my switch, Tetris ninety nine was free because a Nintendo store will sometimes do deals like that. But then you find out like you want to play the version of Tetris that everyone actually likes to play, not the one where you play ninety nine other or ninety eight other people. Yeah. You have to pay ten more dollars. Hmm. Which is very worth it. I mean ten dollars for, you know so high res Tetris. Great. It's a great game. Yeah. And I realized immediately that first I was very bad. Like I was very (laughs) bad at it. Yeah. And second, that it is not relaxing. It's the opposite of relaxing. (laughs) And I would be keyed up, mm-hmm. and 
it was noticeable. We'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, and then I kind of changed my attitude about it. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk to you about, Dan, and kind of like your relationship with Tetris and how it makes you feel and the function it has in your life. Because I just consciously switched it. I decided to try to have a Zen approach to it mm-hmm. and to not let what was happening affect me. And I've hit my personal best thinking about it that way, like trying to just be peaceful and calm as I'm playing and maybe trying to apply that to other parts of my life, things that would stress me out and just try to be, just kind of let it wash over me and be present and be doing everything at the highest level I can, but not let it affect me in that way. Yeah. And uh, it works sometimes and it sometimes doesn't work. So I got my personal best score. Like I can... My highest so far is 112 lines out of the 100 and 150, which is not great. Mm-hmm. Once there's once a cer- certain level of speed, I just can't keep up. Anyway, uh, but I, I find that my probably my average score is lower. Like I need the stress to be good. So yeah, just tell me about stress in Tetris. Well, I th- <clears throat> you really led into that well, almost like we had talked about this prior to going on to onto the mics, which is amazing because <laughs> well, we hadn't. We didn't. Yeah, I know. I know. Prior to the record, Dan was saying something about how women shouldn't have the right to vote, but there, that was the only thing <laughs> oh, we, were, hey. we, were, we were going on about. I, <clears throat> I didn't say we should take it away. Well, I said we probably you, we'd be better off if we never gave it to her. Right. right. We, we can like two thirds of a vote. Take it back now. Yeah, yeah we like. can litigate that later in the show, Dan. Let's, let's, <laughs> but we're talking Tetris now. Uh, but the interesting thing about that, Andy, is that there are uh, there's actually research out there that Tetris activates a certain uh, part of the brain that allows not only the relief of stress, but it allows bad types of stress from affecting your brain. Like uh-huh. they've done tests around PTSD where it lessens PTSD. Now, how they test that is weird. I don't. I'm not sure how they may have had yeah. someone go like kill a small animal, then play Tetris mm. and see who's had nightmares later yeah, that definitely. night. That's probably it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I have found, like you, that if I take my brain out of the game, um, I do much better. Mm. And and for me to do that, I listen to podcasts, audiobooks. I have to be doing something that my brain is focused on this yeah. while my thumbs and, and just my base neurons are playing playing Tetris. Because if you get too into the game and you start thinking about your next turn, you immediately mess up yeah. and yeah, you lose. So yeah. And that's what we talk about when when I actually go to the tournaments and you talk to other players, they talk about uh, concentration, uh, losing your concentration, but they actually mean it in the reverse sense. Your concentration can't be in the game. As soon as you start to concentrate, you mess up. So. Yeah. I know when I've gotten better, like you just learn what is the best way to use each piece in which situation. And right. It's like I've, I'm internalizing that. So when I see it and I see this, it becomes instinctual. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I'm getting better and better just a little, you know, how, you know how practice works. Yeah. <laughs> Go <laughs> on. Tell me more time. about practice. Yeah. <laughs> But I did have a content bag. Do we want to? Oh, well, let's do the content okay. bag later. We'll do the uh, bag. A little We're tease call it, for the content <laughs> bag. I think obvi- there's, a, there's a very obvious title for this, and I don't think we should uh, we should use it. Actually, I I mistook the line from Seven for what's in the bag, but it's actually what's in the box. What's in the bag? What's, what's, in, the what's bag? in the bag? Okay, well. It's anyway. less obvious. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about the restaurant Everyday Thai wow. today. Thank you for uh, indulging this, my Tetris 
Anytime. Uh, Always happy to talk about Tetris. So much so that I brought you a content bag. And not one for Dan. I apologize, Dan, but Tetris is what brings it out. I, oh, okay. I mean, it's fine. It's, I, like, I do oh. have a longer history with Tetris, probably, than Andy. And well, tell, tell us about it. Just absolutely yeah. wipe the floor with him where we put to Dan, the test. Let's do it. Let's talk. In some way. Uh, we, are we no. beholden to anyone right now? <laughs> no. No, no. I, 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 I just like Tetris. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything to say. Do you about get to it. play often? Do you play often? Have not been playing it recently okay. uh dr mario has been more mm. in my bag in in my adult life uh on that uh snes emulator mm-hmm. that is on the nintendo store yeah. there the switch store one other thing you talked about you mentioned nightmares and in, 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 the, in the whenever you were talking about tetris and this, this happened before when I was playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, but when I spend so much time doing something, especially before I'm going to sleep, it's almost taken the place of having a song stuck in my head. Yeah. Is I will see Tetris blocks fall. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been there. And I, I used to get songs stuck in my head when I was trying to fall asleep, but now I will see the same Tetris mm-hmm. like nightmare situation happen over and over and over and over in my brain, which can't be, can't be I, good. I will play like puzzles and do different puzzles to a pretty absurd degree. Uh, for like small chunks of time, just re- really obsessed with like Sudoku. He's talking about tic tac toe. Yeah, baby. Sure, if it can be done at a high level, baby. Uh, but I'll just like do it to such a degree where I definitely have like seen like I'm making Sudoku grids in my head uh-huh. that like <laughs> just make no sense. Like just very stupid stuff that where are you at with that? Oh, that has a name. It's actually called the Tetris Effect, which they have a game called the Tetris Effect as well, which is kind of based off of that. But folks who play Tetris a lot start to see, you know, blocks. They see patterns. They start to pick more of that up. Um, I've never had that because my brain is so low functioning mm. <laughs> that uh, nothing ever sticks. Uh, no, honestly, I'm not sure what what the deal is. But you see um, the horrors of war when right. when you <laughs> it's go like to the, flashes, the flashes of, of, of that. Yeah, um, well, but, you're like a coder, right? You do like uh, yes, I, I, uh, software engineering. So yeah. is your brain just like the matrix code? All the time, all the time, yeah. all the time. It's just numbers <laughs> dripping down behind my eyes. Uh, is, that's are why. You a, I think he's an NPC in the simulation. Do you see Nicole <laughs> as like different colored code? That's like I love this code. <laughs> <laughs> and follow up question: Yes, have you ever had to pull a bullet out of her heart? <laughs> <laughs> No and no. Um, he is the bullet in her heart. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow! I can't. I'm not even going to go on because I can't top that. I, I, was, I was flailing, anyways. So thank you, Andy, for saving me from that. Hey, you can call me anytime. I need to be fed a line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Once again, thanks for indulging my Tetris whim. Well, thank you for indulging my Tetris replying to whims. <laughs> All right. Everyday tie. And we'll get into Dan, you picked this. And this is the last Thai restaurant in town that we haven't covered. Every single one you've hit. I actually thought about proposing that we do the Tetris and Thai uh like a top five Thai thing as a you know Tower Club episode, except the next Tower Club episode isn't due for like two weeks. So mm. we got we're gonna have a lot of other stuff to talk about for that episode. Oh, surely way. listeners will still remember this gold. <laughs> Oh boy, twenty three minutes in, haven't gone to the restaurant, just spent ten minutes straight talking about Tetris. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be an all timer for sure. I'm gonna be playing <laughs> Tetris while listening to this. That's the freaky meta meta part of this. Oh boy. Okay. So everyday tie. Uh, I haven't hidden the fact that uh, the amount of effort I have spent on these history segments has declined in recent months. 
Part of it is because I'm teaching online online right now. I spend every day on the computer. Another part of it is uh, just burnout, writing a research paper every week. Uh, gets old. I'm going to do more uh, fully produced history segments again for sure, but it's going to be it's going to be more of a special occasion, kind of like when we'd have an original song or something. You remember when we used to have original songs? Used to be a lot of those. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if we'll ever. <laughs> the golden age is over. <laughs> the golden age of spring food mo is over. It's honeymoon Written, period. Scripted <laughs> stuff too. Eh. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> anyway. Um. That said, I I had heard that the history of everyday everyday tie was pretty extraordinary, and I blocked out some time this week to do the research and produce a segment. However, very quickly I found one of the best and most high profile articles about a spring fong, spring fong, Springfield restaurant I'd seen in over two years of doing this. Um, the owners of Everyday Tie are a couple named Tip and Steven Schutz. Before they moved to Springfield to open the restaurant, they were running a food truck up in Fort Leonard Wood, and there was a story about them in the wildly popular Munchies section on Vice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Definitely seen some Munchies videos. Mm-hmm. It's not even that long, but it gives you all the information I usually give and more. It's just a great piece of human interest writing. I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's called The Nation of Immigrants, How Thailand Came to St. Robert, Missouri. Um, I'll just do a brief summary, and it's actually not brief. I wrote, I'll do a brief summary before I actually wrote it, <laughs> and then it, it's long. I'm sorry. Uh, then uh, we can get to the food. Brief summary. So maybe like six inches long, loose in the back, as wide as your hips. Are you t- I get it now. You're talking about <laughs> underwear. Yeah. I was focused I on, I was focused on summer. No, no, no. I was focused on summer. Like, is he talking about like a short, a short-lived summer? Mm, I don't brief, get it. Brief summary. Wow. <laughs> so many directions that we can go with things, and and isn't that great? All right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read these sections, and we can talk about each one. You know how this goes. Uh, Tip was visiting Germany from her home in eastern Thailand in 2004 when she met Stephen Schutz, an American soldier stationed there. He was from Missouri. At the time, Stephen was a veteran of 11 years. The couple fell in love, but they were separated by circumstances out of their control. Stephen wound up being redeployed to Iraq two more times, and he would use all of his R&R time to make trips to Thailand to visit Tip. In 2009, the Army restationed Stephen in Colorado Springs, and Tip moved there, moved there with her daughter, and she and Stephen got married. Okay, so that, that's a summary. I wrote that. What, what you're going to hear next is uh, verbatim from the Vice article, which was written by Dave Simpson on February and published on February 21st, 2017. Here we go. Tip, the oldest of four girls, left school in the sixth grade for a sewing job to support her family. There was no plumbing or running water in her home. Electricity was limited. She was married unofficially at 13 years old and gave birth to her daughter soon after. Her husband left, and she cut rice in the fields. She moved to Bangkok for work, then Phuket. Okay, this is back to my summary. This is the chef and owner at Everyday Thai Whoa. in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, Tip learned to cook Thai food in Colorado. She never cooked growing up because her hometown didn't have refrigeration. She took it. Uh, she took to it fast, moving up and moving up the ranks at the restaurant until she was managing the place. Eventually, Tip and Stephen moved to St. Robert, Missouri, just outside Fort Leonard Wood, where Stephen was stationed. Apparently, romance blossoming between soldiers and Thai people is not that uncommon to the extent that the population of St. Robert is 2.7% Thai, one of the largest percentages of that type in the entire country. Wow. 
Uh, that's a big part of the reason that in 2015, Tip started Mobile Thai Kitchen, the first ever Thai food truck or Thai restaurant in the Fort Leonard Wood area. Uh, that article has a great section on the phenomenon of how the immigrant spouses of soldiers affect their communities. It's a really good article. It's really worth checking out. Uh, everything from here on out is news leader stuff that I'm summarizing. Uh, Stephen and Ted believed in the food truck idea so much that Stephen cashed in his IRA early to fund it and also took out, took out a debt with a local credit union. Uh, the venture was wildly successful, successful enough that the couple thought it was worth going for it in a bigger market. In 2017, Stephen retired from the military after 24 years, and Tian Tip moved to Springfield to open Everyday Thai on the northeast corner of Campbell and Battlefield. The restaurant opened in early 2018 and became popular quickly, not just in Springfield, but somehow nationally. Everyday Thai was named one of the 100 best restaurants in the country by Yelp. Whoa! Somehow. After a couple of years, the restaurant had outgrown the space, and they moved across the street to the old abandoned Nukes Eatery location. Uh, that was just a few months ago, and I didn't know what had happened because when I went to pick up my first order this week, I went to the old location, uh, and I thought they were closed. It's like, what? What's happened? Anyway, that's all. This what a what a wild story. I mean, Insane. that's yeah. a good one. I had heard when I, well, I told you when we were texting uh, and uh, setting up everyday tie that I had heard there was a pretty uh, amazing origin story to the restaurant, but specifically to the main chef. Tip. Mm -hmm. um, so that I and I hadn't learned any of that. I hadn't read that Munchie stuff. That is really, really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can see her back there. Anytime you go in to pick up, if you go in on that that side door on the west side there, she's like the only Thai woman cook back yeah. there, and she's just like a bee of activity, just moving she around is that kitchen. The chef. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. her restaurant. These are her recipes. It's incredible. And for Tip, in between all that, to release such huge hits as. No. <laughs> Whatever you like. <laughs> Which was my favorite song of 2009, I believe. Whatever year that came out. That's such a great song. Uh, I feel yeah, so old. It rules. I feel so old. I'm, I'm totally missing the <laughs> this reference. So fill, fill in an old guy. Uh, it's, it, uh, it's Tip. It's T.I. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the ATL. Yeah, it's, it's roller you skating. Seen the, you seen the film Ant-Man? <laughs> no, I haven't. He's one of the underwritten uh, security guy roles, security company roles in that movie. Anyway, it makes it so, this is not respectful. Well this is not good. Did, did, did it say in there, Andy, <laughs> did it say when they moved from the small location on uh, Campbell to the Nukes? I think it was earlier this year. Okay, that's, right? what, I, that's what I thought, because when... Uh, just quick, quick back, back context. Quick context. Uh, I had heard about it like right when quarantine started. Uh -huh. So it had been like March, and oh, and by when April rolled around, we were sick of cooking in our house. I was mm -hmm. looking for like takeout options. One of my friends said, "Hey, you should try this everyday Thai." And the story was they were in the process of moving. They haven't opened yet, so they were only doing takeout. And when we went on that first time, the line of cars was all the way around the building. Oh, wow. Like wrapped around almost twice in, mm -hmm. into the parking lot. So I knew right then that it was going to be amazing. And, and we have eaten there almost weekly since April. Cool. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. The, I, I can say pretty easily that Everyday Thai is maybe the restaurant I'm asked the most about. Really? About whether we've covered it yet, about if we're going to cover it, or just about if I, as the host of a food podcast, have tried it. <laughs> yeah. Which, up until we decided to record the episode, yeah. I had not. 
I find that this place is popular with everyone, which isn't is. which isn't common in Springfield. Mm-hmm. You've got your um, El Maguey people who just will eat eat whatever slop from the trough, <laughs> and then you've got your you know more discerning people who are will swear by places like Scully's or Cafe Cusco. For some reason, this place appeals to both of those categories. It's weird even to find a place that everyone knows about. Mm-hmm. I think just because of the central location of it, I, I don't know. Like it, I feel like I mentioned Scully's to people still, and they're oh, like, "What totally. is that?" Yeah, I'm like, "What mm. is wrong with it, you?" Cool people, like people who you just assume would know that it's there. I think word of mouth has really, really helped mm-hmm. everyday time. All right, so should we get into the food at this place? I have eh. so so many <laughs> so many dishes uh, written down that I I will just only speak to the ones that you guys I tried don't a cr- review crazy amount I try to like way more than normal oh that's probably good because uh, most of my notes was that fact from earlier <laughs> I think that that is the bulk of the text in have, my notes today I have um, nine separate things that I've eaten there over that I took notes on oh wow awesome. and I don't need to touch on all of them but, sure yeah uh, but so, I do need to touch on all of them. <laughs> I don't really know that much about Thai food. Like, I know what curry is and how curry dishes are composed, and I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. When I go to a Thai place, particularly the, the other two places in town, well, there's more than two, but the other two places in town, I'm looking for breaded chicken and peanut sauce, which is not <laughs> really Thai. The sauce is Thai, but <laughs> sure. the breaded chicken is not. Anyway, so I actually asked my girlfriend what to order because she has spent a significant amount of time in Thailand. And I was like, just look at this menu because they use like the real name, like they they Thai dish names. So I was, I was like, I don't know what to order. Can you tell me? So she gave me like four things and I wound up just getting pretty much everything. So <laughs> I, I, nothing, none of this was like based on what I think I would like. It was just what I was told to get uh-huh. with the exception of I did try Pad Thai just because that's the one thing that everybody knows and. That's like the, the bar, baseline. the bar for yeah, yeah for sure. Thai restaurant. All right, so fresh spring rolls. I know Dan tried fresh spring rolls. Absolutely. These are I don't know how to say these words, but it's like palpia sat on the menu. A menu says fresh spring rolls rolled with jumbo shrimp, rice noodles, cilantro, bean sprouts, Thai basil leaves, and lettuce, mm. served with creamy peanut sauce. This is nine dollars. It comes with two of them. Yeah, they they are big fat fatties. They they are <laughs> certainly big <laughs> fat fatties. Shout out to Stephen Utley. Oh, yeah. His name was pronounced. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Yeah, they're big fat fatties. Um, Pretty steep, the price for what you get here. But they are delicious. So You got those big old shrimps in there, Mm -hmm. and they're very prominent. Oh, yeah. But I'd say the rest of it is mostly... Cabbage, Thai basil and cabbage. Mm -hmm. Like, it it is... It's thick with it. There's some rice. You know, some... uh, uh, rice noodles mm-hmm. in there too. Did you say these are the fried or they? No, the, fresh. Okay, yeah. yeah. If you do a one, which is, uh, uh, I'm not a seafood person myself, so I haven't mm. tried the any with shrimp. Uh, but a one is the more traditional, the smaller, like index finger sized, or maybe a little larger. I have giant fingers, so it's hard to tell. Uh, uh, spring oh, rolls breaking those pads. Yeah, well, they are. Uh, they're the deep fried kind, but they're like the dictionary picture of a. Uh, spring rolls, just a small, crunchy, crisp, oh, yeah. you know, the sweet hmm. chili sauce. Um, so if you're looking for something more along the lines of, hey, here's a perfect little spring roll, that's the A1. I think it's called the uh, Pau Pia Todd, and they make that with chicken or vegetarian. They're nice. Great. Yeah, so this the spring rolls are, as again, we said, huge. Never, they come wrapped in uh, plastic. Uh-huh. Cellophane. And Dan, did you, did, you, did you just buy it in there? Or? <laughs> well... 
whenever the plastic ends, you do still have to like keep inspecting it because it is the it looks yeah. the same as the actual rice paper. And uh, famously, I'm a big moron. That was so yeah. Implication. I, yeah. I ate a plastic. <laughs> I had had a bad stomach. Yeah. Uh, made boom boom real bad. Is that what you wanted, Andy? Yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> Uh, these are uh, overstuffed. Uh, the first one busted open after one bite and pretty much just became a salad. It was a delicious salad, though. A lot of different flavors all working in concert. Really loved how the cilantro in there kind of connected everything else. It's definitely mm. the strongest flavor present. And it really did like bring the other flavors in there together. I thought this were, these were really good. These were really tasty. I think probably the best version of this that I've had in town, and I've had them at the other three places where you can get them. I also think they're probably the best version of this I've had in town. There is like a little tinge of like black licorice, like anise taste mm. that is just present in some Thai food in general that mm -hmm. I don't love. Uh, but other than that, really good. Mine also bursts open and I used the leaves inside of there to scoop up some parts of another dish that I oh, got. Nice. So it was actually a, a nice little thing. And that sauce on the side. Mm. Yeah. You're talking about the... Okay, so it does say it's served with peanut sauce in the mm. menu, but it's actually served with uh, hoisin. And they make a big deal about it being like hoisin peanut sauce. I mean, it's it's just straight up hoisin. I think it's with spicy hoisin. Because I, I definitely got some heat from it. Oh, okay. Like, it's thick like hoisin, but I felt a good amount of heat coming from it. I ended up also using most of this sauce on my entree. I loved this. I was just yeah. slathering it oh, up and good. down the uh, spring roll. So good. Yeah, yeah they're dipping sauces, and uh, specifically the two that come with the chicken skewers, which uh, A4, I think they're called Guy Satay. I might be mispronouncing that, but it's the chicken skewers. Mm. Uh, that introduced me to their dipping sauce, one of which is a creamy peanut sauce, which I'm love. I'm going to wait to hear your, your take on this, Andy. And then the other is a uh, sweet, sour uh, vinegar with cucumbers and onions floating mm. in it. Um, terrific. And I'm a huge fan of that peanut sauce, so much so that I will order an additional one just for my meals. Yeah. And I keep that in the refrigerator. Next day when I reheat, I slather it over everything. I just love, love that peanut sauce. Okay. Uh, well, we can get into it right now. I, you recommended, or you yes. told me to try it. Yeah, I you, gave you the hot tip. Yeah, because you said, uh, we're both peanut boys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we are peanut boys. Now, uh I liked the sauce, mm -hmm. Dan Chilton. Um, didn't love it. Thought it was good. Was happy it was there. Still like it's just so mild. It is mild, yes. Yeah. Um, but that's one thing that uh, I'll touch on a little later. The consistency lately has been a little less consistent. Oh, okay. In the earlier days, there was a little bit of heat, just like Dan was mm -hmm. describing with the hoisin sauce. There was a little bit of heat there. Uh, this week, I noted on both times I got it, maybe they've changed. Uh, maybe they've run out of the, the little bit of heat mm -hmm. for the peanut sauce, but it was a lot more mild. Yeah. We're know, out of heat. I know uh, <laughs> this is really, I, I really like this restaurant, so I don't feel bad comparing the peanut sauce in particular to the two other Thai places where I really love the peanut sauce. You know, this this has flavor, but it's not flavor that like punches you out. <laughs> yeah. You know, NES. That's my only means of understanding the world. Mm -hmm. No, uh, like Thai Express, you get very strong coconut and peanut flavors in that. And the Rama Thai one, it's, I think they just like 
cook down Skippy peanut butter and add a few other things to it. Yeah. So you're just getting like straight up pe- like gooey peanut butter there. Uh-huh. And I prefer both of those methods, or both those preparations mm-hmm. to this one. Yeah. Though I did enjoy having... It's weird that they call it creamy because this also has crushed nuts mm-hmm. suspended in it. It's not... I mean, it is, it's creamy, but it still has solids in it. Yeah. It's more like a crunchy peanut butter if you were if you were basing it on the the peanut butter descriptions of creamy and mm-hmm. crunchy this would fall more crunchy it it's it's fine it's good it's not it's not bad or anything by any means and i liked it but that's not the reason i'm coming back to this place whereas the peanut sauce very specifically is the reason that i go to the other two thai places gotcha let's put it that way nice so you've crushed me <laughs> like Did the I? peanuts like the peanuts he's defeated yeah crush you like some nuts <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, Dan, tell us about nothing you got. Oh, buddy, I hope you're talking to me, Dan, because I got the fried tofu, the tau, the tohu Todd uh, A5 on the appetizers there. Figured it'd be nice to try some, you know, tofu. Yeah, Dan, because you are famously keto. And, and vegan. And, and vegan, vegan yes. please. Yes. Uh, let's get all my titles right. Uh, yeah, this is little... Uh, they're, they're triangular prisms. They're perfect little cubes cut yeah. uh, diagonally. So fried tofu served with sweet chili sauce and topped with crushed toasted peanuts. Different sauce than the other one. This one is thin, spicy, but also a little like sweet, sour, like a much thinner yeah. than the other one. Also good. However, the uh, the the fried tofu I, I didn't feel had any flavor. I agree. I ended up mostly giving them to my vegan friends who were around because you know us vegans pal around together, <laughs> always doing our gang signs. What? <laughs> Throwing V's it's everywhere. A v. The, it's a peace signs. sign, but for them, the peace sign is a V for uh-huh. vegan. Right. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean peace because vegans know no peace. Yeah. So if I throw up the peace sign and you don't throw it back, things are going down. You're about to get jumped into being a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get a carrot up yeah. your nose. You're going to yeah. get loped. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, though, Dan. The tofu by itself, it's, I didn't even find it is particularly crispy. It says it's crispy. No, not really. It's just like mildly firm tofu, very bland. I um, didn't mind the texture, but I think that says more about my growing uh, like of you know, some firm tofu. Yeah. Uh, a growing like. A growing like, <laughs> and someday it'll be a love. It's like a moss. Like it. Okay, let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, uh, oh, did you want to jump in with something? Uh, no, I'm just okay. going in notes because I've tried all these things yeah. that you guys have, so. Uh, I tried Som Tam, which is the traditional Thai sweet and sour salad made with shredded green papaya, mm. carrots, tomatoes, and roasted peanuts. Also comes with chicken wings. Ooh, it's not what? on the menu, what? but there's three little chicken wings. If I got three surprise chicken wings oh, with a salad, oh wonderful. my god! Was not tipped <laughs> off to this. Five Was stars. Thrilled. Five stars. <laughs> Ordered this one Thai hot. There's five spice levels. Mm-hmm. I think it's um mild, spicy, hot, Thai hot, and double Thai hot. Mm-hmm. So I I got a couple dishes Thai hot to try that. Um. Yeah, these chicken wings, uh, you get three of them. They're brown, crispy. Um, I don't think they're breaded. They're just like real crispy skin, sure. brown skin. And I'm not sure anyone, or at least anyone in America, would look at this and assume it was a salad. It was more like spaghetti made from uh, spaghetti squash because uh, it's exactly the same 
preparation, mm. except it's a uh, papaya. It's like long, thin, like very thin strands of shredded papaya all piled up in the middle. But it must have been soaked or brined or ladled with some kind of broth or sauce because uh, it's just packed with flavor. It's just mildly acidic, uh, sweet, and a little savory, too. Never had anything quite like it. Thai hot was very hot. My lips and tongue burned. It wasn't like ghost pepper hot by any means, but it, it like sufficiently lit me up. I ate about half of this before having to, having to give up on it. Not give up on it. I yeah. ate more of it later, but, you know, enough's enough <laughs> sure. with the heat sometimes. Uh, the texture of this was just great. I mean, you've, you've had, like, shredded apple slices before. It's similar to that, only it, was, it had a little bit more moisture to it and thinner. Um, very unique. And mm. also had the toasted peanuts in there to give a little bit of peanut flavor. Mm. You just reminded me I have a apple streusel prairie pie sitting in my refrigerator that mm. i haven't broken into mm. boy am i excited to do that yeah papaya salad thought this was <laughs> fantastic what else did you say was in that you got the papaya strands you've got the chicken wings on the side but what else is in the salad there is uh carrots some tomato slices and uh just roasted peanuts that's huh. it yeah, yeah. I've, I've never i always kind of just skip over the salad part i um, highly recommend trying this. okay it's one I of the will. most unique things i've i've eaten for the show for sure huh i also got a salad hey and it was uh equally unique i think i got the lob l-a-h-b which i think in other regions is called larb I think it's actually a Laotian dish, mm. uh, but it's something I kind of always wanted to try. I've seen it prepped in a couple videos. Cooked ground chicken, pork, or beef with parched rice. Mm. Parched rice. I wonder what that even means. How did they? Thirsty rice. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that rice just needs to get some. Cooked with some parched rice. <laughs> Red onions, green onions, cilantro, and served with Thai dressing and steamed rice this is just a big i got beef it's just a big bowl of like ground up steak bits uh with all those other things that i described it's a it's a meat salad essentially um i tried this both hot and cold and i liked it both ways um this was what i was grabbing some of the leaves out of my mm. busted open spring roll because uh the only way i've actually ever seen this served in like a video was as a lettuce lettuce wrap Le a lettuce wrap yeah yeah, yeah they kind of scoop up but this was just uh a big bowl of meat only complaint with it real heavy on lemongrass mm. in mm. that thai dressing but that is just more a flavor profile thing for me personally i thought that this was really delicious i added a ton of the chili sauce in there i got this medium wish i would have gone hot yeah. i think had i gone hot or a step above that even this would have been a total knockout i think yeah. it would have mm. like balanced out the lemongrass and just been fantastic i, I really liked the lob this the spice levels are a little bit all over the place because the next thing i got i also ordered thai hot and it was not nearly as spicy mm. as the papaya so maybe it might have been partly the acidity of the papaya that kind of had a little, gave it a little more sure. bite or something like that mm -hmm. but i i tried the uh gang penang curry which is and i got it with chicken and fried tofu this comes with bell peppers also so cooked in uh penang curry paste with coconut milk topped with is it kaffir kaffir lime leaves and thai basil served with steamed rice Thin and milky, but incredibly rich and flavorful, considering how thin 
the uh, broth was. The flavor obviously had a nuttiness to it. I like the salab. It was pretty similar to the to the to another curry that I tried later. I'm going to go into more detail about the other curry, but I, I this was this was a great choice. And the Thai hot on this was just pretty hot. Like this didn't didn't mess me up like the uh, papaya salad did. I haven't had that particular curry. I've had the the brown curry, mm. um, which was let's see, uh, gong musamon. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but it's very similar to like a traditional Japanese curry, mm. where the the sauce is much thicker, mm. almost gravy esque. And oh. one thing, when you uh, talked about the beef, when I specifically got the brown curry the last time, I said I'll have it with a steak, and she said, "Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have steak. We do have beef and pork, though." And I was like, oh, okay, I'll take the beef because yeah. I figured the beef would be like the steak. Mm. Um, but I guess they, because the preparation of the beef is much smaller, they just don't call it steak or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Just that, the thin, thin but, and I wouldn't call it ground beef necessarily, right. but it's it seems more like just a ground steak. I, I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. But in, either way, I, I do. I did like the uh, the brown curry. It has a very strong umami flavor. Mm. On it, uh, there is. I think there is a lot of mushrooms in there, if I remember correctly. Mm. No, it was the potatoes, potatoes and cashews. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah. But Man, it has it has that curry paste. Uh, it's very brown. Uh, I guess that's why they call it the brown curry. But <laughs> probably, yeah. But it was good. Not my favorite thing there. I've only had it once, um, but I would definitely eat it again. Yeah, I know that uh, like Jamaican brown curry is also very thick. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a hallmark of that that color of curry. <laughs> Maybe. You got another one for us, Dan? Oh, I got my last one for us, the cow pad. That's just fried rice. I really like Thai fried rice. Uh, fried rice is kind of my go-to at most Thai restaurants now. You ordered that because it sounded a lot like cow patty, right? Yes, yeah, and I like <laughs> eating cow <laughs> patties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cow duties how is the kek- the texture how is the texture on that Dan? i'm the one who's disrespectful because she has the same name as tip ti harris i wasn't making fun of the language i was making fun of you <laughs> oh yeah because i deep oh come on <laughs> we're doing so good sorry <laughs> yeah uh, you seem real sorry <laughs> thai fried rice with your choice of protein made with egg tomatoes yellow onions served with fresh cucumber and lime. Anybody else get the fresh cucumber with theirs? It seems like it comes with a lot of their dishes. It certainly came with my lob mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Uh, kind of cucumber cut on a bias, but also crinkle cut. Yeah. Uh, they're a, they're l- large. Yeah. yeah. B- big slice and a lot of texture there. Pretty good. This fried rice was awesome. I, I think it was my favorite thing I had. I went ahead and got it hot, and it was just very straight up like pounded out white chicken meat no fat or gristle at all uh just nice tender big pieces of yellow onion everything with a bit of oiliness to it Uh, a couple slices of tomato in there that weren't mentioned on the menu and then super eggy I, i i just really loved this this was uh i'll definitely get it again probably with a side of that uh thick hoisin hot peanut sauce I, I just really liked it that's my favorite dish it's my default dish wow. uh, when i'm when i'm not wanting to experiment i always go with the p4 the fried rice um i prefer now with the pork get it with the pork for the protein mm. i really love their pork but i agree everything you hit on the the taste profiles but there's also everything in their stir fry section starting from the pad thai to the uh to the fried rice 
has almost I think it's in their cookware. It's almost this charred, smoky flavor mm. that you can. It's really perceptible in the pad thai. I think the first time we had it, that was my uh, Nicole when she had it. She was blown away by how like smoky and charred the taste was. But you get that in the fried rice too, and it's just. Mm. The best, my favorite fried rice in Springfield. I wow. yeah, I I think I can probably confidently say that right now as well. I I wouldn't go a step below hot. Probably on any of the dishes here, I would probably just go straight up hot. Uh, the medium, I just don't think cuts it. Hmm. I, I do, it's yeah. so good. I got I tried the pad Thai. Wow, uh, traditional Thai stir fried rice noodles with your choice of protein. I got chicken and pork. They let you put all the protein in here. Like there's a couple where they'll they'll do an upcharge to put it in there, but you can get. Like four different kinds of meat mm-hmm. in your your dishes, uh, made with bean sprouts, egg, green onions, and roasted peanuts. This was fine. Um, they were they went really easy on the meats, which turned out to be okay because the chicken was overcooked and kind of tough. Uh, the pork was finely ground, so much so that it, it kind of barely registered uh-huh. in this particular dish. There just wasn't very much meat in here. Uh, noodles tasted pretty good. They maybe weren't as oily as I would have liked. For me, like good pad thai is like a sloppy street food. There's probably operator error ordering at a nice place like this. Mm. You know, it's just not their their style. Uh, the first bite had everything this this had to offer. It's like a mild flavor, soft noodle texture. Not much else going on. A couple tablespoons of crushed peanuts would have done wonders for this. Would have liked a lot more peanut flavor on there. If there had been, a, you know, like I said, if there had been a, like a big big heaping sure. spoonful of peanuts on the there's crushed peanuts on the top of this, would have liked it way more. Would have yeah. varied up that texture a little bit. This was fine. It was a good version of this, but there's a few other places in town where I, I, I like this particular dish better. Um, yeah, I think the consistency, just something has happened over the last few weeks, and I'm not sure what it is. Maybe Tip isn't around as yeah. much, but uh, we ordered it last night. Nicole, is her. that's her default is mm-hmm. Pad Thai. She got it, and when I looked at it, it just looked different. Interesting. And, and she said, if this was the first time I was having it, I probably wouldn't have gone back oh. because it was just so like middle of the road. Yeah. But prior to that, you would she opened it up and you would see like pieces that are have the char on the actual Ooh. noodles, like yeah. they put it in the stir fry and moved that. it. Yeah. And and hers last night looked like looked like you something you'd get at a at a restaurant not called, not called everyday time. <laughs> but yeah. yeah it was okay it was all right mm-hmm. uh, i just there was just nothing nothing stand out nothing stood out nothing made it special i also tried green curry um gang kiao want one i should just not even try green curry uh this had your choice of protein with sweet peas bamboo shoots eggplant or bell peppers and thai basil cooked in a kiao wan curry paste with coconut milk served with steamed rice broth tasted very similar to that of the Penang curry, except instead of nutty, it was just slightly tangy. Uh, just like a little bit of maybe citrusy mm. flavor to it. This doesn't make any sense, but the way the broth feels on your tongue is kind of impossible. It feels thin and watery, but tastes thick and rich at the same time. Mm. Uh, I, that doesn't make any sense. You just kind of have to experience it to understand. Uh, you know, it's the main thing you talk about when you talk about a curry because it, it permeates everything else. Uh, the veggies in this were pretty good. I especially like the eggplant. I picked eggplant over bell peppers, which was a little tough, but the toughness toughness was mitigated by the broth. Uh, so when I say tough, that's a that's in a good way. Sure, you know it. There was it didn't get soggy with the broth and maintained some texture. Yeah. Uh, the very best with this is just a spoonful of that soaked basmati rice. Get the texture of the rice and that mild sweetness of the curry. Mm. Also, a couple of potato slices in there for some reason, which, hey, fine by me. Love potatoes. Order this one hot, which was just one step down from Thai hot. 
It said hot on the container, but uh, not hot at all. Not even slightly spicy mm. with the hot this time. Maybe it's because my expectations were so high. It just feels like there should be a step in between the hot and the Thai spicy. Though I shudder to imagine what the, the double Thai spice would uh, taste like. Yeah. Um, I do agree that the... Again, with the consistency, I go back to it. The spice level consistency, just good lord. Andy is throwing his phone again. <laughs> just bricked it. <laughs> it wants away from me. <laughs> Leave con- me alone. Get me, get me out of here. <laughs> the consistency on the spice, I think, needs some work. And I don't know if it's because the variation in food preparation, because you've got like your fried rice and your pad thai, and then you've got your stuff that's sitting in a broth, and then you have the chicken wings. Um, that if the application of the spiciness just is affected by that, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure. But I think that's one one piece that they could work on is getting sure. a lot more dialing in that spice level. You want to fill in the gaps here? What do we miss, Dan? Um, well, another one of my favorites is the P5. Uh, I'm, again, not going to try to pronounce it, but it is a... Uh, it's one of the sides that you get where the it's a it comes with a side of steam rice. This is pineapple. It's a it's a if it were in fried rice, it would be pineapple fried rice. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Which I think they also have pineapple fried rice. Yes, they do. Uh, but this is the one where it's actually served kind of curry style with the steamed rice on the side. Uh, description is your choice of protein, stir fried and sweet and sour sauce with cu- uh, cucumbers, tomatoes, pineapples, bell peppers. Ooh. Serve the steamed rice. Uh, so I've had this several times. Usually, always with uh, the chicken. Um, I think it's good. It's got the the broth is very savory, but then you have the sweetness from the pineapple and all the flavors kind of mixing in there. Um, there's also another one, the P7, which is the kind of the same preparation uh, with the bell peppers, yellow onions, but it uses a lot of Thai basil. Mm. So if you like that profile, I'm not a huge fan of it. I tried it because it was just I was experimenting around the thing. Yeah, the, uh, the thing, the menu. <laughs> um, but yeah, both menus of those, are things, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, both of those being stir-fried, again, I think it picks up some kind of this charred, smoky flavor, which in the early days was consistently there over the last month or so has been a little less so. But I think anything that says stir-fried on their menu is worth checking out. Mm. Nice. Awesome. So should we rate this place? I guess so, Andy. Well, I, I we're going to have to rate this one out of seven. How many days of the week? <laughs> we're not going to do that. <laughs> I like that, uh, though. Yeah, out of five, what are we going to rate every day? Ty, Dan Chilton, you're our guest. We'll begin with Dan Howell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for always announcing who the guest is, though, before deciding. Well, there's another show that always does that. I'm trying to not do exactly what they do. <laughs> yeah, I so, guess so. Uh, boy, it's, it's, you know, it's sad to be reviewing the final Thai restaurant here in town. We're not going to get to do Thai food for the oh. show until uh, someplace opens up, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, this, it was really good. I think Springfield has consistently awesome Thai food. I'm going to go a big fat. I think I'm going to drop a five on him. Wow. wow. See, why not? I really enjoyed everything <laughs> I had. There's some things about just Thai food flavor in general that like don't resonate with my palate, but I thought that these were all real delicious and mm. real high quality. Wow. Dan Shelton. I would also give a uh, five-star to Everyday Thai. Wow. If not for two things, uh, one I've mentioned numerous times now is just recently the consistency has not been there. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is just a phase they're going through or what. Uh, the second is I the amount of time that you have to wait mm. if you get takeout on a weekend. I'm not sure if you guys experience this, mm-hmm. but if we call in or we order online, they'll say, hey, come buy it. 6.30, your food will be ready. 
more times than not, if I get there at six thirty, I won't have my food before seven o'clock. Wow, it'll yeah. it, it's just a very long wait. Now that's, I mean, that says a lot about the restaurant. Yeah, it's good food. It's busy, but just because of that, uh, they need to dial in the consistency of the spice of the food, and then get a little better at their time estimation. Yeah, um, I'd give them a five. But other than that, it. It's my favorite food. I do love most of those Thai flavor notes. Coconut, especially with me. Uh, I love coconut. Um, mm. So I'm going to give them 4.5. Nice. I, I forgot to mention my takeout experience there. Uh, last week at El Maguay. Magui. <laughs> find a new way to say it every time. Last week at the Mexican restaurant, I had the experience where I put in the order online, was given a time, and they had not even started my order when I showed up at that time. Mm. And it took like it took a long time. Dan had the opposite experience where he was ready for him right when he got there. Anyway, I put in my order at Everyday Tide about 6.45 p.m. one night, and the time that I picked was 7.35, and so I got in my car about 7.15. As I sat down in my car, I got the message that said, your food's ready. Mm. Like, that's... You, yeah. you, you told me 7.30, 7.35. I also had a pretty similar so experience. The opposite... But I mean, it really didn't affect the quality of the food or anything like that. Just like I'm a, I get a little bit in my head about everything, timing out just right, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of messed up my whole plan for the night. I if I'd have known, the, I'd have got my car earlier. Would have been there. The online ordering, especially, I think that I, I think some of the online ordering applications just like make up a time or always give yeah. you a fifty minute window. I think is what the case is for El Maguey. Mm. Uh So yeah, I, you know, there's some kinks to be worked out there. Yep. 4.5 for wow. me. Wow. I liked this place. It's not quite, you know, it's not quite my favorite Thai place in town, but it's really good. It's exciting that we have three slash one great Thai fusion place. Three Thai places and a great Thai fusion place. Thai food's very good. Yes. We got a lot of it. We got a lot of great versions of it. And so it's the, the worst version of Thai food in Springfield is fantastic, and it is still a 4.5. So... There we go. We are. We're blessed. We're so blessed with all this Thai food. (laughs) Every day. Let's move into our next segment. Uh, The content bag. The content bag. So What's in the bag? What's in the bag? (laughs) Andy, before you open the content bag, uh, maybe you should feel around, describe it, and try to guess, guess what's in there. I'm feeling it. So it's a Chipotle bag mm-hmm. uh, sealed together by what looked like three <laughs> Band-Aids, child Band-Aids? Uh, close. It's washi tape, which is like a craft tape that mm. you use for stuff. I wanted to staple it, but uh, my daughter hid the stapler, and she wouldn't wake up before I left. Wow. Is this a Russian nesting doll? Uh, close. <laughs> like, is there another bag inside of there? <laughs> no, it, it's, it, it's uh, whatever it is. feels like a bowling pin on one end and... Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So this is related to... Uh, yeah, go ahead and open that. that right. This is related to our earlier conversation. So there's a couple things in here to to feed your budding... Whoa! Your uh, budding foray into the world of NES Tetris. This is Tetris. so cool. The Tricks of the te- the Classic Tetra- Tetris Masters by Brian Smith. Wow. Yeah, so I bought this book uh, a, quite a while ago thinking it was just going to be kind of useless, but there's actually some good just foundational Tetris tips in there, like always building your well on the oh. right side of the screen because that will that will uh, save you a couple of milliseconds of moving your piece when you get at the higher speeds. Because oh. the Tetris board is 10 pieces, right? Uh-huh. And so, or 10 squares across. So when you have that L piece or your I piece drop down, it has to bias itself to 
the middle. You know, there is mm. no direct middle column, so it always biases itself to the right. So it'll save you one. So you want step the empty space on the on right. the far right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to always have your well on the far right. So it's things like that that'll go over. And there's one more thing. Actually, there's two more things in there. Oh, whoa. So the original your, cartridge. The original cartridge. I can autograph that for you. you <laughs> please, <understand>? please. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. Uh, I know you don't have the NES console mm-hmm. yet, but... Well, I'll get one. That There you go. That's your reason to get one. And All I can, right. I can give you some links for it. And then uh, there's one last thing in there. And that was just to throw you off to what was actually in the bag. <laughs> Sweet potato. <laughs> yeah. This is what I thought was a Russian nesting doll slash into a bowling pin. Well, thanks so much, Dan. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, I love to uh, spread the gospel of Tetris, uh, especially NES Tetris, which is the purest form mm-hmm. of the game, the most perfect form of the game. Um, and and for anyone who's just looking for brainless entertainment, uh, just look up NES competition on YouTube. Mm. Uh, there are so many videos now. It's actually to the point where it's oversaturated. There's Twitch players, and and but the guys are are incredible. And not to belabor the point, can I talk more about please, the Tetris? Please. Okay. So there's one interesting thing uh, in NES Tetris when the speed gets so fast. Uh, there's there's a game mechanic called the delayed auto shift. And this is, you've probably come across this on your keyboard. You smash a button and it hits it. Like if you smash F and I'll do F and then wait a couple seconds and then go F, 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 mm-hmm. F, F, F. That, mm. that delay is called the delay auto shift. So in Tetris, NES Tetris, when you're on the high levels where it's taking less than a third of a second for the piece to go from the top to the bottom, when you push on your controller, it does that delayed. It'll move the piece one, then it'll wait a couple frames and then it'll go, and it'll start repeating. And there are ways, which that book explains, on how you can bypass that. And you have to learn those mechanics. You have to be able to move your left finger on the D-pad in the split second before a piece appears at the top of the screen. And when the piece lands, to continue having a charged DAS, D-A-S, delayed auto shift. So the piece moves without having that frame, that three-frame pause will kill you at like level 19 and above wow so uh where's it going with this oh yeah so us old guys who were raised with nintendo playing it with our thumbs we had to learn these tricks of using charged ads now newer guys who are coming into nes tetris they are not coming from a world of conditioning playing with their thumbs so they do what's called hyper tapping so when you uh, press on the d-pad if you can press on it fast enough it will move one frame for every time you tap on it so they play literally like if this is your d-pad where you would play like this they play with their fingers like this and they've oh. trained themselves so he's playing with one hand yeah like playing a, with one hand the, like the, a like the left hand of a piano yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. they they actually have two because they can play but they're playing more with their fingers than their thumbs and mm-hmm. some guys have different ways of doing it, but it was developed by uh, uh, a guy in Japan who's a very high-level player, and for for some reason I cannot think of his name right now, but uh, he kind of uh, originated it, and then uh, a young kid named Joseph Saley two years ago who ended up winning the world championship, 16 years old, he came in and beat Jonas Neubauer, who was like the Michael Jordan of Tetris. He had won like eight world champions out of the last nine. Did he say that on his business card? (laughs) He Well, he's had like... uh, Articles written about him is like this is the greatest Tetris player mm-hmm. in the world. Well, he was gambling on Tetris, and the mom <laughs> killed his dad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Joseph Joseph was or sorry, uh, Jonas was set up as like 
this infallible Tetris god, and then uh, Joseph Saley came in hyper tapping. So it was like thumb guy, old school versus new guy hyper tapping. Joseph beat him, and now Joseph has gone on to claim the title as the world's best, and he's like breaking world records on his Twitch channel mm-hmm. every single day. And but now there's a huge influx of young young people. Who are under all under the age of twenty, mostly they're teenagers. Mm. I guess that's what you call people under the age My of twenty. Yeah, dance yeah. <laughs> beers, uh, and they are all coming in as hyper tappers, and they're just blowing us old guys away. So we're we're to the point where we're discussing: Do we need to build a senior circuit, like a dad's circuit? Yeah. People who use their thumbs because we physically cannot keep up right. with what they're doing. Good. Yeah. So really interesting stuff. It's like softball. Yeah, just like softball. <laughs> just like a church league. Oh, yeah. I thought this was back to what we were talking about again before we no, were recording. No, I'm talking about the old guy league. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were, earlier you were saying that women aren't as good as men physically, <laughs> and that's why softball needed to be invented to give no, them a shot. No, yeah. I was talking about old men playing softball oh, okay. I got instead you. of playing I baseball. I follow. He's okay. not. He didn't, you know, he wasn't implying we should take away softball. It's mm. just like. Don't let them into baseball, because then where's where's the line? You know, yeah. why can't women play baseball? They should, women should be they playing. Should be able like, to. Yeah, they should be. Able there was to. a women's league, a baseball league, for a little while back in the early '90s, I think. How many women are playing Tetris competitively? Not enough. Yeah. Uh, when when I was there, there was fingers too small. Yeah, I think their fingers are just too small. <laughs> it's what you were saying be, before. Would be an advantage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we should compare hands later because I have like, you know, uh, hands that are bigger than they were because of a thing that happened to me. So we should compare and see how big our hands are because you said you have big hands. Can you play guitar, That's- Dan? Does it affect your guitar <laughs> playing? I can't, play mine. Gu- I can't play guitar, but I have not played in a while. Okay. Um, but I did as a kid growing up. Uh, but yeah, to your point, not enough women are playing Tetris, um, and they should because there honestly is no physical uh difference between men and women anyways dan hal thank you uh yeah (laughs) they look exactly the same yeah yeah uh but i don't know (laughs) i don't know i think there's just a general bias that more men are into gaming in Mm -hmm. general which tetris i think is the the ultimate leveler anyone can do it uh you know you play it a few times and you can pick up the gist of it and then from there once you get into the advanced levels, there's a lot of roadway for you just to play and have fun and just use it as a way to clear your mind. Yeah. Cool, cool. Thank you for talking about Tetris. Anytime. That's so exciting. I loved it. <laughs> loved it. Dan, I think that about wraps up the show today. I think huh? it does. Oh. Oh. Why do you sit so close to the door? That's my He's question. Very aggressively <laughs> knocking here. Let's yeah. Let him in. Let him in. Dan always sits by the door in the park. <laughs> Did I make it in time? Oh, hey! Is, is, is the show started yet? CSCA! That's right! It's me! Fan favorite! Sorry, and I just ran here <laughs> a little bit. I ran here a little bit. Oh, yeah, I ran here a little bit. Uh, it's me, Coldstone Cream Austin. Hi, Coldstone. Visit the show again. I heard you guys didn't have a guest this week, so. How did you hear that? Come by. And that is not accurate. Dan Chilton is here. Hi. I guess he's a Hi. member of the family since you've, you're the one person who <laughs> subbed in as co-host before. Oh, yeah, <sighs> man, that that's an honor. Yeah, and I I've been meaning to thank you for doing that, and uh, I've been waiting for this just over a year. Yeah. <laughs> just really, uh, I think it was at the be- oh, very beginning, beginning of, this of this year, and uh, mm. very 
fortuitous, <laughs> ominous sign of, of what was to come. Yeah, that was uh didn't love not having Dan on the show, not gonna lie. I mean There it, was a Dan, it, another yes, Dan. And that did mitigate certain feelings of anger that I had because famously I am more of a Dan guy right. than Andy's stuff. And I appreciate what he does for the show with his uh uh bleeps and blorps and whatever, putting it all together and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. writing the bio segment, talking about uh Yeah, the freaking, one thing, my one addition to the show uh, I've got totally burnt out the on Minzingers <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm gonna bring them up once or twice. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't say that I love that episode. Uh, although Eddie Burnicking, fantastic guest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just wish I could have showed up at some point. Uh, it's been a couple months. Yes. Now. I haven't been on the show in a while. And I feel like the fans probably miss me. So I was uh, just coming in to sub for guests this week since y'all didn't have anybody. So whenever you're ready, I am ready to go. Dan, go ahead and do the fact. I think we've only... <laughs> What's been keeping you, Coldstone, from coming in earlier? You said you haven't been around for a couple months. Oh, well. Um, Isabella has things. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, you really hit the nail right on the head there, Dan Chilton. Uh, I, of course, am married. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's sort of a high, high wire act. And as to whether I'm married to her or not. Open relationship? Uh, to, uh, no, not it. Well, not for him. Not, not for on his me, end. exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, it's certainly open for her. My wife, of course, Isabella Rossellini, the beautiful uh, actress from Death Becomes Her and many other fantastic films. Uh, guest appearance Ooh. on 30 Rock once that Dan likes a lot. Very funny. <laughs> She talks about the big beef and cheddar, cheddar at Arby's. Just Good. absolutely solid, hilarious. Solid contribution, Dan. Oh, wow. Anyway, yeah, uh, she has been sort of... Have you heard of like, you know, when you like crate a dog? <laughs> yes. You know, like that when you put them in their kennel. She has been like that. Well... No, she's been crating I have been I like that more so. <laughs> Watch yourself, counselor. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm sorry. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, she's uh, she has had me in a in a little dog cage because of uh, my misgivings. She, for some reason, thinks that I have something to do with this whole outbreak just because I was in Wuhan at the time and working at the facility. What and were live. you doing uh, in Wuhan, <laughs> China? Okay. Uh, you know, who's to say? Maybe I was invited there for a big press conference on planning events. Because as longtime listeners know, that was my original role. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, whoever booked me at said press conference, uh, didn't realize that I, uh, I'm sort of as Elizabeth or Isabella. I can't even get my freaking wife's name right. Oh, good God, Goldstone. Oh. I'm going to have to go edit out your blasphemy there. One of your two instances of blasphemy. I can't say the J word now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a curse word? Oh, I'm sure people will love that. 
Well, I, I'm just digging myself even deeper. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know the the, the uh, whoever booked me and we on there, they had not exactly heard that I was an abject failure at everything that I do, like Isabella Rossellini says. And uh, also, I'm not sure that I read it right. I'm uh, uh, not super well versed in Chinese as a language and uh, uh turned out more that it was a uh, not a language uh a fact well that that is part of the problem actually <laughs> mandarin which cantonese. i did come to find yeah they start talking about mandarin and cantonese and i'm like i've been learning chinese the whole time <laughs> and, 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 and and i'm just screwy with all these words that mean nothing now i learned a whole freaking language where did you learn these words well i get these emails <laughs> Oh, I'm from what I thought was China, and I, now I'm assuming it's not. Anyway, I uh, I don't know that I was responsible for the whole. If you heard this thing, the COVID nineteen, uh, but I was certainly there when it all happened. And okay, did in, drop in the room some where it jar. happened. I was in the room where it happened. So. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, did you say you dropped the jar? I dropped some jars. Okay, <laughs> I dropped some. Jars that were marked pretty heavily in and uh, uh, like toxic like mason jars. Well, <laughs> yeah. What kind of facility they're running up there? I, you know, hiring a guy like me, Cold Stone Cream Austin. Uh, it sounds like they were just trying to better themselves. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, that's all past us now. I think. That all that I haven't even heard about that stuff in a while. Oh. I think the news is done with it, and pretty soon we're. Yeah, I, I think we're fine. And, yeah, and Joe and Jorgensen's America. Everything's oh, going to be great. Oh, you know Joe? Yeah, I know Joe. Oh well, wow. She she uh, actually facilitated my release from I'm a sorry. Chinese prison. Hang after. on a second. <laughs> is Joe a female? Because <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> Oh, God, I misgendered Joe Jorgensen, you freaking idiot. No, uh, I don't know. Did you? I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. I just I got to know our future president's gender. It's probably pretty important. Show. Actually, I don't care what gender Joe Jorgensen is. They get my vote no matter what. <laughs> You just you just don't like roads, I hear. Uh, anywho. Joe Jorgensen is female, by the way. Oh, cool. Wow. So Andy just assumed that uh, somebody running for political office no. had to be a male. I certainly didn't. Since their name is Joe. <laughs> I just thought Joe Jorgensen. I'd only seen the name. It's a little sexist of you. It is. Andy. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> I messed up. <laughs> the doctor is a woman. That's a joke. Uh, there's other parts to it, but uh, <laughs> oh, I, sh- I sure certainly is, hope so. Sure I certainly hope that the joke is not that the doctor is a woman. Anyway, <laughs> back to the jars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought we had pretty much covered the jars. Oh, okay, I'm still not sure what was in the jars, but this thing did kind of launch off pretty shortly after I dropped those jars. And anyway, uh, Joe Jorgensen uh, <laughs> facilitated my release from a Chinese prison after they claimed that I released COVID-19 to everybody. Uh, and, uh, you know, ever since uh, it was under the terms that I would be kept in my own sort of prison by Isabella Rossellini. Oh, yeah. So now you see 
why I've been in the dog cage. <laughs> and, uh, you know, recently, Joe was able to facilitate my release from that very cage, or at least a bit of a furlough, so I could come on the show. Oh, and here and you I'm are. sorry I was late. Here you are. Joe's pocket watch stopped working. <laughs> Joe notoriously only uses pocket watches oh, that yeah. she made on her own. Uh-huh. Well, you know, no organi- no organized labor of any type. No, well, phones, those are famously a part of the deep state. Mm-hmm. And you just came over from the park? Oh, well, yeah. Or through the park? I, I live on the outskirts of the park. Uh, in in the neighborhood, <laughs> I like to think of the park. Oh, the park I is guess. filled <laughs> filled with all the all the characters. So at any any point, a character could wander over the hmm, Ronald McDonald the cigarette. I, what do you well, mean? Well, characters. Why just say characters? Yeah, I mean, just people. Yeah, yeah. Interesting people. We're just sketchy people. individuals, yeah. is what <laughs> I mean. I mean characters in that way. Like I'm the, sorry not to call you sketchy. No, the whole deal stuff. with Vic Lurvy Park is just it's just. A border. All the borders are backyards. So when you say yeah. you're on the outskirts of the park, but every it's just house has, seems oh, to yeah, have yeah. a guest who appears on the show every mm-hmm. once in a while, or somebody that just is riding around on a motorcycle, <laughs> right. which is mm. real life canon. Yeah, that, that is uh, that is Isabella Rossellini actually oh, okay. trying out her hog back there. Um, <laughs> she just picked that <laughs> up at, at Hog City on yeah, Glenstone. Yeah, yeah, she grabbed that at Hog City on <laughs> Glenstone, <laughs> and she likes to just really burn it up and let the uh, air it out. let the tailpipe uh-huh. uh, kind of gas me out in the cage. Um, <laughs> might want to get some regulatory agency. Looking no. at the conditions. Well, I got news for you. Joe is not into regulatory agencies. Well, it's feeling a bit like Gitmo, and I did feed, uh, spend a little time there, so I would know. Wait, hang on a second. I would Let's rather back not get it. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you insist. You need to get more specific about I that. Did. <laughs> I spent a little time in Guantanamo Bay after dropping a few unmarked jars. Of swine flu, and they said it was intentional, but I said I was just carrying all these jars, and I didn't know that any of them even had swine flu. That was, <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that was because you couldn't read Mandarin or Cantonese when yeah. it was explicitly said on the jars, <laughs> swine flu samples. Yeah, yeah I would have known, I guess. <laughs> no, he just thought it was about a flying cow. You know a swine is a pig, right, Andy? <laughs> yeah. No, it's because you misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, Coldstone, you're the idiot in this situation. <laughs> well, <laughs> screw me, I guess. <laughs> it's great just not editing anymore. People just know the truth. This is just, this is just what happens. I know nothing about anything. Well, uh, anyway, yeah. I had... The fried vegetable spring rolls. Are we to that yet? Yes. Why not? And those were pretty good. Um, I don't know. Did I you guess... go to Everyday Thai or where'd you get these? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. no, no. Everyday Thai. That's the restaurant for this week. Not sure how I knew that information, but not that you were coming. But You didn't break any jars. Stuff just gets jumbled there. up in my stupid freaking head sometimes, mm. and I just can't keep it all straight. Oh, geez. Cold stone. This is Foxtrot all over again. <laughs> Hang on a second. The comic what? strip. The comic strip. No, the wrestling team. Oh. <laughs> you were responsible for what happened with that? I may or may not be responsible for the uh, it's Mr. Weird. DuPont's. This came up 
in the podcast we recorded last oh, night, really? coincidentally. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> yeah, we were literally just talking about Foxtrot last night. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry to everybody involved, truly. What was your role? Well, I said, Mr. DuPont. <laughs> Are you gonna let this Ruffalo guy talk to you that way? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what he was gonna do, obviously. Uh-huh. And uh yeah. Okay. So, um yeah, get into what else did you try? Oh geez, well, I really only had enough change on me for the fried <laughs> spring rolls. And uh Isabella was with me. She got a whole lot, and it looked pretty good, honestly. It smelled good too. Uh, but she she wouldn't really front me anymore mm. for this for anything else but the spring rolls and I, I actually didn't have enough to tip so uh they they did make me wash some dishes you didn't break any jars while washing the dishes no 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 i didn't infect any <laughs> anything in the kitchen of everyday thai well, yeah, I guess the last meals then. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, we're, we're pretty much done with the show. Plus, Dan has been on more than once before and has already done last meals. I was talking about my yeah, last meals. Yeah, Stone Cold his last meals. Okay. Freaking 10 times and you've never even asked me. Sure. What, it's all locally owned Springfield restaurants are going to be executed, obviously, for spreading various uh, communicable diseases yeah, to uh, well, many people on the actually kind of makes sense. And then, uh, death might be better than my current life, and truly. Inexplicably, since this is not only a federal crime, but yeah. a global crime, yeah. you are still... Somehow, your last meal is going to be only locally owned Springfield restaurants. Drink, entree, uh-huh. app, dessert. Not that order. Been mi- getting a lot of missed calls from The Hague. I keep just dodging those. Because I'm like, I've been in some Missed of the world's most famous prisons. From the Hague. <laughs> and I really don't want to get tangled That's up with the Hague. That's what they do when the prisoners go missing, is call their cell phones to see where they are. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, would you app and... Yeah, what, drink. what are they again? Drink. Tap, you start with the drink. Dessert drink. Ah, jeez, I don't know. Take your time. Just take it real slow. Oh, boy. Uh... You ever have anybody come in here and they don't, like, don't have them prepped yet? Yep, sure do. Oh, man, that must be frustrating. That's fine. I understand. Oh, jeez. I just wish I had been reminded beforehand. <laughs> well, you're, you're the one who, who brought knew it you up. Coming. You brought it up, Stone Cold, that you wanted to do that. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, I, I brought it up, but I didn't realize how much the pressure would get to me. All right, drink. I, I got this. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, man. Was it be like a, a jar of uh, SARS? A SARS jar. Okay, I see where you're going with that. And, uh, you know, Garden State, Peter SARS jar. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> right. I think that might be a, uh, a fruitful area. Also shattered yeah, glass, uh, like the jars. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Dan last week did say that Alexander SARS card <laughs> is Peter. a shattered glass. And that's he's completely different from a different family. Yeah. How's that book looking, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the different colors of the Tetris pieces and different <laughs> levels. Well, uh, I guess water for my drink. <laughs> Some local water. From Fellows Lake. We do have good tap water. It is. Yeah. 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 Sure. That. Uh, what was next? Fellows Lake. This was my first trip out there fairly recently. It's a special place. Oh. Yeah. 
All right, let's go ahead. So app. Special place to me. <laughs> app. I guess like some chips or something. <laughs> I don't know. What do people pick? I thought you were going to go with like, I don't know. <laughs> Did Dan tell you about the giant, the giant chip that he... Uh, came across I, I did hear about the giant chip that was featured in the tower club episode uh-huh. five dollars a month uh-huh. half of which goes to ozark's food harvest gets you two episodes of extra spring food you tower club member i am i am and it's it's on isabella's credit card and if you could Wait, not mention it to her i haven't seen um <laughs> i haven't seen your email but wait are, are, is your pseudonym steven Udley? <laughs> Yes, yeah, I actually am Steven Udley, and that is canon now. Uh, man, I really hoped that that wouldn't come out, because now they're going to have to lock anybody named student Steven Udley in the Hague. So I hope you guys don't have any local folks with that same name. That would suck. Oh, yeah, so chips, and then I guess uh, entree, I do like... I don't know. Jeez, this is really hard. This seems frustrating. Uh, I don't know. Slice of sheet cake from Price Cutter or something. Dessert. Okay, okay, okay. Have like a... Wait, this is your app? No, that's my entree. entree. The app, the app was, was, chip. was chip. Dessert. Oh, app God, was dessert. Chip. Oh, man. I just... Oh, this is dessert. tough. Usually my dessert is just You did burn your like, sheet cake already. Oh God! And, and, and usually my dessert is just Isabella gives me like a mouthful of bees or something. <laughs> maybe maybe Dan will share some of that uh, apple strudel prairie pie mm, with you. I That's, will not. Mm, okay. I guess I'll take the bees then. That's really all I can come up with, man. You this just, is so much harder than it looks. Yeah. Uh, I haven't tried the exercise myself. Dunwin will get around to that. Well. Let me, let me tell you, do some pre-prep for it, because <laughs> this stuff, like, when you get into it, all, sometimes all you can think of is just that mouthful of bees you had last night. Last night? For, well, it's for dessert every night. Uh, anyway, I gotta be going. I kind of have a hard out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are we done with this thing? If you want to be. I mean, it was pretty fun. Are we? Is, Dan, are you going to do any stupid voice at the end or something? No. I think he was talking to me, but <laughs> no, I, I hadn't planned on anything. Yeah, we don't do things like that. I don't. There's no. Yeah, like sure. Whatever. Or... Don't break kayfabe, you little freaks. Oh, <laughs> I will see you next time. Surely sometime within the next <laughs> three months or so. Bye bye. Mm. Wow. wow. Always nice to see uh, CSCA. Wow. Yeah. Very long. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely checking the time. I was literally reading a book during that segment. <laughs> How long is the episode at this point? Uh, we're we're looking to. at one hour and 30 minutes wow. at this moment. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah, broke the 90 Not mark. even close to the record. Mm-mm. You want to go another hour and break that record, <laughs> Dan Shilton? <laughs> we're not going to ever touch that record. No, I don't, I don't think so. Think. I don't want to touch it. Do you remember what episode that was? Yeah, episode 100. Okay. The second one was the Hepcat. Hep it was pretending to be one. people. And that one was like right before the lockdown. And I think we all knew that this was the last time we were going to be with a group of people yeah. for a while. So. Anyway, uh, cool. Good app. Very good app. <laughs> Killer. I, yeah. Solid guest appearance, Dan Chilton. Gotta Thank tell you. Ya. Thank you. This is, this is always an honor to be here. This is my third time now. Yeah. So does that, that ties me to Shay? Uh, I don't know. Second guest appearance, third appearance altogether. Yes, correct. 
So I, I think Shay might be is she at four up now? to four now yeah. because okay. she appears well, on all of our Sarah Jenkins episodes. is in the three yeah. times. Uh, well, wow. that's good she, company. Good company. We sold her little way onto uh, her partner's episode. <laughs> yeah. She sure did. <laughs> Either way, uh, that's rarefied air with Sarah and Shay. Even yeah. if Shay is now the leader at mm-hmm. four. You have to get me on here yep. two more times. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Both of those gals. Cool. Speaking of cool gals. Can I can I throw a promo out Please. for my own cool gal? Please. Yeah. Nicole has a book coming out uh July of 2021 called How Dreams Speak. Mm-hmm. Oh. So this was has been her uh lifelong ambition is to actually have a a book. So she's she's a been focusing on her art locally here for the last few years and this is an illustrated uh, journal for um, well, it teaches people how to journal their dreams through illustration. Um, so it's a very cool thing. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think it just started as like an Instagram account where it she did. would do that, like yep. do dream journals, and they were so cool. Yeah, yeah. And she would wake up and she would quickly like do a watercolor of her dreams, and then she started putting it on Instagram and uh, made some connections through that, and now it's going to be a book. So yeah, I'm very, awesome. very, very proud of her. She solicited people's dream stories uh, for the book and I sent her a really insane one that uh, my friend Colin, previous guest Colin has been on. Maybe we'll have him back sometime so we can talk about that sure. insane dream I had because he and I talk about it fairly often. Anyway, this is let's talk about dreams in a minute 93. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for letting me yeah. throw that plug no, in that's for awesome. That's great. I'm very yeah. excited about that. Yeah, me too. All right. Dan Howell, anything you need to leave people with today? Oh, Never boy. mind. See you, everybody. No, I so. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, join the Spring Food Mo Tower Club. Go to towerclub.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Joining the Tower Club is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at towerclub.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media.